Hey everybody, hello and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison, if you haven't been following me so far, and I, as always, appreciate you for listening. Today is day four of the Impulse Control Experiment, and it was a good day. Um, again, it's Sunday, another pretty lazy day, gotta be completely honest. Um, I really part of this... So this project has certain side effects that I was hoping would happen, and one of those would be productivity. How much I figured, hey, Saturday and Sunday are going to be super productive days now that I'm not laying on the couch hungover or you know staying up real late and those kind of things, getting good sleep and all that. Well, this weekend I have not done the best at making that side effect happen. Um, so I've been a little bit productive. I've got some things done. Um, but all in all, if I'm being honest, if you listened yesterday, it was a pretty sleepy day. I was pretty lazy and didn't do much. Today, I actually got out and did some things, but most of what that was running around and buying a new Xbox One and Red Dead Redemption 2. And then once I got home, um, which granted, that took some time and I was running around and being active. Um, but then once I got home, I think I've spent five or six hours today uh, in front of my TV playing that video game. So... Not overall productive, um, but I'm pretty accomplished because I have managed to squash all of the times where I've went, hey, you're playing video games. How come you're not smoking weed? Because uh, let's be honest, if you play video games without smoking weed, I'm not really sure how you do it on a regular basis. Weed and video games go together like, I don't know, like chocolate chip cookies and milk or peanut butter and chocolate or any of these other junk foods that I can't have either that I'm thinking about right now. So that was most of my day. Um, pretty good day. Uh, managed to keep the worry, the stress, the anger all in check. Um, so, so far so good on day four. Uh, I'm not sure if that means that the overall symptoms are getting better um, as far as like the anger and which I knew there would probably be a little bit of grumpiness um, to come along with the sobriety, which is totally fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but I just feel like today was a pretty good day. So um, as we talked about yesterday, the day before I had some challenges, I had a little bit of a stumble and I messed up a little bit. But, you know, like I always say, try to make every day better than yesterday. And after you have a stumble, it becomes a little bit easier to make your day better than the next day. All I had to do was not stumble. Um, so that was yesterday. And then today, even better. So we're on the uptick. Um, the only unfortunate side effect of the uptick is pretty soon you're going to get to a day that's so good that there's no way that tomorrow could be better. And that's okay. Um, that's just the natural process of life. We have ups, we have downs. Uh, you just want to make sure that you keep pushing and keep trying to be better every single day. So it's a pretty quick update for today. And I imagine that today is going to be a fairly quick episode, but stay with me here for just a minute. Cause I'm going to give you a really, really cool, really, really valuable tool here in just a minute. But I want to talk about the difference between stress relief and stress release. So these are something that I talk about a lot and I really prefer to release stress and anxiety to get rid of it completely, to actually process it and get rid of it so that it doesn't come back tomorrow. Because a lot of us, when we are stressed, 
Um, you know, Friday comes, and like, oh, thank God, the week is over, the weekend's here, I can sleep all day, I can go have some drinks, you know, whatever it is, go out dancing, whatever it is that you do for a little bit of stress relief. And I'm a big fan of stress relief, I really am. Um, obviously, it's one of the things is maybe I'm a little too much of a fan of stress release, relief sometimes, and it's why the impulse experiment was created. However, when you take time to process and release your stress, it becomes so much more powerful and so much more effective. So if you think about stress relief, so think about that Friday night. So think about all of your work week and the guy at work that's just kind of, I don't know, maybe he's just kind of a jerk or maybe you're a lady and he's kind of hitting on you or maybe you're a dude and he's kind of hitting on you and it's just a little bit much and you've asked him to stop and he doesn't and all that's stressful and maybe you've got a project due and your boss is hounding on you and all of these things throughout the work week that can pile on and stress you out. And so you get to Friday night and you're like, excellent, it's Friday night. Me and my wife, we're going to get dressed up. We're going to go have a nice meal. We're going to go do a little bit of dancing. We're going to have a couple cocktails. We're going to come home. It's going to be late. We're going to have a little buzz on. We're going to go down to the bedroom. We're going to have some fun. It's going to be awesome. That's what I've looked forward to all week. I push through the work week, push, 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 and then here we are, time for a little stress relief. All of that is well and good, and I think that everybody should have a certain amount of that in their life, um, but the problem that I have with stress relief is that you're not actually processing or dealing with your stress. To be perfectly honest, stress relief is almost like covering it up. It's almost like if stress was a big scary monster and you ran into your bedroom and you dove under the covers and you pulled the sheets above your head and you couldn't see him. You couldn't see him and if you're a little kid that blanket seems to protect you. But did you really do anything to make the monster go away? Or did you just hide from him? Did you just put the blanket over your head, close your eyes real tight, and hope that he went away? And, you know, sometimes the monster goes away. But more often what happens is the monster comes back tomorrow. And because you didn't make him go away yesterday, he's a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger. And so what we have, what, we, what I see we usually do or what usually happens as a side effect of stress relief is that you bring your level down just a little bit of stress. You don't take it all the way to zero. And every time more stress comes in your life, it piles on top. And then pretty soon what's going to happen is some tiny little thing that really doesn't matter is going to make you explode. And you're going to fly off the handle, be totally inappropriate, be not yourself, and really do something that might be out of character for yourself or might be something that you don't like about yourself or maybe something that you regret. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. When I... For, for most of my life, I have been a fan of stress relief and I have not released much of my stress. So what happens is, you know, the week comes, the week comes and goes, you know, it was stressful, fine. I go out for the weekend, I have a few drinks, I stay up late, you know, I do all that stuff. 
And then sometime, probably even throughout the weekend, something really small. And the real unfortunate thing is, is my amazing wife usually kind of catches the brunt of this just because she's around me so often is some small thing is going to set me through the roof. And the next thing you know, I am screaming, yelling, throwing stuff. I mean, okay, let's be honest. I don't throw that much stuff. I've gotten, I've broken enough stuff in my younger years that throwing things and punching things and those kind of things, never people, always inanimate objects when I was younger. But the, 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 the thing is, is that all of that is not me. That's not who I want to be. That's that big, ugly monster that I hid from underneath the covers. And he didn't really go away. He went back into the other corner of the room, got a little stronger. And then the next day when something came out, then the big, scary monster showed up. And that big, scary monster is me not properly dealing with my stress and really becoming a very ugly person sometimes and a very mean person sometimes. And to be perfectly honest, I don't like being that person. I don't like the fact that that person exists inside of the person that I currently am. And that is really one of the main reasons why I intended and chose to do this experiment is because the big ugly monster was starting to show up a little more often and a little more often until it was maybe three days a week the big ugly monster would show up. And it just kind of felt like every time there was a small disagreement in my home or with my coworkers or something like that, I would give a response um, that wasn't really me. Or I would, especially my home with my wife when I'm inside the own, my own four walls where you guys can't see. And so during the day and on Facebook and um, when I'm out in the evening, people see this guy who is positive and telling people that they can do their change and giving them advice and working with clients and being helpful and trying to motivate people and all of that. And then when I shut the door and close the blinds, I haven't dealt with my own stress properly. And that really is a big point of me that up until now has been my truth. And one of the main reasons or maybe the very bottom line reason for the impulse control experiment that I'm doing for this podcast for talking to you is that I want to be the guy at home with my wife or even at home alone I want to be that guy that everybody else thinks that I am. I want to be that guy that I want to be that guy that is positive. I want to be that guy that properly deals with his issues and his stress. I want to be that guy that is powerful because he controls his own mind. And so I just want to be the person in my own life, in my own head, in my own home that many people think that I am because I can be that person because I am that person. I just need to let myself be that person more often. And that has to do with controlling my mind. Because remember, I control my mind and my mind controls my body. So that outburst of anger and rage and is totally under my control. I absolutely have the power to control that. I absolutely have the power to put that guy away. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, 
on some level, I'm actually glad that that guy exists inside me because there is a time in your life where, you know, you're going to come to that fight or flight or something is going to be wrong or someone is harming someone that you care about or someone is harming someone that just doesn't deserve it in the world. And you need to have that ability. So you need to have that ability to go to that place where you can defend yourself or where you can defend someone that is in danger or someone that is being picked on or someone that is being harmed you you will find a time where you'll need that because even with all the positive mindset in the world we stu- still live in a place that does have a hint of danger to it there are criminals in our world there are people who just want to hurt you so you do need to own that ability but you need to control that ability you know it's kind of like um the karate kid if you think back to the karate kid when did you see mr miyagi fight anybody but he always had the power to and it's always the most powerful people who are the most peaceful people but they can still handle themselves if they need to because they have spent time and there's a lot of this, and to be perfectly honest, I'm not a martial arts guy, so I don't really know. But I do believe that there's a big part of martial arts that focuses on not fighting, on not using the ability to hurt people at any time, to only use it when it's absolutely necessary. And I think that's very important. So like I said, I do think that there's a time and a place to be able to pull that guy out, but it should be few and far between, and it shouldn't be at home in my living room just because, you know, my wife and I have a small disagreement. Now, once again, I am not a violent guy, but I can be an angry guy, and uh, to be perfectly honest, I can yell quite loud and it's 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 not physical violence but it's not pleasing and it's not who i want to be so all of this brings me back around to the point of releasing stress over just relieving stress so if you just relieve your stress you're basically just covering it up and it's going to come back it's going to rear its ugly head that's going to happen and for some of you a little bit of stress relief probably goes a long way I've always felt like there's a stress meter, you know, like one to 10, a scale of how stressed I am. And through the week, through work, all this stuff, my stress level goes up and up and up. And maybe it'll reach a seven and a half or even a nine throughout the week. And then you go out for the evening and it drops down and you're back at about a two or three. But that's not really the truth. Or if it is, you're still at a two or three, which means you're still holding on to a lot of those things that you're stressed about and you're not actually dealing with them. And really soon they're going to rear their ugly head. So you're either going to have bad dreams or you're not going to be able to sleep or you're going to be snarky with people that don't deserve it. Or you're going to be just a straight up asshole and scream your face off at somebody that you really care about because you're not properly managing your stress. The other important thing to note about properly managing your stress, if you didn't know, about 75% of all doctor visits among adults are for stress-related issues. The top six chronic diseases that kill the majority of Americans are stress-based. So this 
jumps back to my work in high schools and a lot of the things that I want to do is I want to teach people how to properly manage their stress so that they don't have to deal with this. What? Why are we having heart attacks that are stress-based when we can manage this stress easily? It's not... It's not... Um, Something It's something that we do know how to do very effectively. But when do we take 10 minutes to exercise our brain and to deal with our stress? I bet a ton of you go to the gym three to five days a week and you exercise your muscles, right? And a lot of that is fueled by the fact that you want to look good. You want to go out to the bar and you want to be able to hit on somebody and you want to not feel self-conscious that they're staring at your belly. And I understand that completely, and it makes sense. And as a guy that just lost 40 pounds, trust me, I understand wanting to look good and feeling inadequate because you don't look good. But think about all that time that people spend in the gym or out running or swimming or whatever sports or activities or workouts that they do to work the physical body. How much time do we exercise our brain? And what I mean by that is managing your stress. How often do you just take 10 to 20 minutes to do some kind of meditation, some kind of self-hypnosis? Maybe you want to clear your chakras. Maybe you want to manage your energy. Maybe you just want to listen, stop for a few minutes, lay down, listen to some calming music, breathe, and relax. Ask that question yourself. When's the last time that you did nothing but manage your mind? Because it is something that far too few of us do. And I'll be perfectly honest. I've been a hypnotist for 15 years. And I don't think that I performed self-hypnosis until eight months ago on myself. I just... I never saw the purpose. I didn't understand. I loved entertaining and being on stage, but I just I just wasn't into it, which is like the dumbest thing of my whole life, I think, that I, I had this beautiful tool in my back pocket since I was a child. It was gifted to me by my father, who's an amazing man, and I'm going to do an entire episode on here in a few days. And stick around for that one because it's going to be heavy, boy. But anyways, um, I just never, never did it until I was in my hypnosis class. And I was I was talking with a guy and I told him that. And he, he said, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. And this guy was a major businessman, owned a few businesses, made quite a bit of money. And he's like, I don't ask people to do anything. And I will beg you right now to go back to your hotel room and do self-hypnosis. And that night I did. And that started a whole new thing for me. Um, so what I want to do here and is teach you a technique that I use regularly. It's super, super simple to actually release your stress. So what I aim to do is take, you know, that, that thing that you said today that came out and it came out wrong and somebody took it wrong and you've been thinking about it all day long. Okay. Or maybe that 
snarky comment that one of your coworkers gave you that's just been going around and around and around in your head. And what is the point of that? And so you can go have a shot of whiskey or you can go smoke a joint and that'll go away for a little while. But tomorrow, when you walk past that person that had you had the awkward exchange with, ask yourself, are you going to think about it again? What Ask yourself previously in the past. You know, I, I had a, an event recently where I was, I was out, um, seeing, um, uh, actually it was a really cool event. Uh, so it was a couple of DJs golf clapped, absolutely amazing. And they were on this old school style steamboat that we have here in St. Louis. It's called the Becky Thatcher. And it's like one of those, I, I imagine it runs regularly, but it looks like it has that big paddle wheel on the back. And it's real old school, like, you know, it's called the Becky Thatcher, so maybe Tom Sawyer style, that kind of stuff. Um, and, oh, man, it was one of the coolest events I've been to in a long time. The music was fantastic. All my friends were there. It was amazing. And this girl comes up to me, who I consider a friend, um, and I've known her boyfriend for quite a while. He's been a friend of my brother's forever. And she comes up to me, um, and... I would consider her a friend, but I would consider her, you know, on the outside of my friend group. We're not very close. And she comes up to me and she just says, hey, I have this thing that I want to deal with. And I've tried lots of things to deal with it. And I'm not really sure what to do. And I think hypnosis could help. And she was pretty vague about it. And I'm totally fine about that. Because first of all, we were in public. Second of all, you know, she was just trying to get the ball rolling. And I said, hey, you know, call me during the week and I'm really excited to work with you. And I just had this. um, Now, of course, being uh, transparent, I was not sober. um, And I just had this welling of joy inside me because somebody in my circle came to me and said, I feel comfortable enough with you that I'm going to ask you for help about this, whatever this thing is. And to be perfectly honest, um, I hugged this person like three times in two minutes because I was just, I, I mean, it was, it was genuine from me, but because I wasn't sober, um, understandably so it was a very strange interaction, uh, for her, or at least I would imagine so. And I thought about this for the next three days, you know, being a man and being in the current environment, um, you know, of social acceptance of, um, physically touching. I mean, I don't know the best way to say this, but in a sexual harassment kind of way, I could see how me hugging a woman three times in a row, even though my wife was standing right there and it was a very friendly, very positive thing, but I could see how this could be very strange and very weird. And how, if you're trying to talk to somebody and something that you're uncomfortable with, uh, that that could be kind of strange. And man, did that thing bother me for like three days until I reached out and I said, Hey, you probably don't even think about it, but this has been bothering me that I acted really weird when you reached out like that. And so that's what I mean is I hadn't done anything to release that stress. You know, I went out the next day and danced and had a couple beers and didn't think about it for a little while. But at the same time, I was really quite bothered by my actions and it was stressing me out. So I had to do something. And in that case, because there was another person involved, I needed to reach out to that person. I needed to say, hey, I'm sorry that I acted that way. I was 
just coming from a, a true place of joy and love and I wasn't sober and that's how it manifested. But I hugged you three times in two minutes and that's kind of weird and I apologize for that and I still want to very much help you. So that's kind of the exact thing that I mean when we, when we don't release our stress. So me contacting her and apologizing for that and saying this is something that's bothering me was a form of release. I was getting that out there. I was communicating and putting that in the air. But anyways, coming back to, I want to give you guys an exercise that you can do. Um, and again, this is one of those things that may have come from somebody else, if I think. But I kind of thought that I put it together all on my own as well. Um, so I'm not sure that I can exactly claim it. And if anybody knows somebody else who did this before me, um, or if anybody listening is like, hey, idiot, I told you that. Then that's totally fine. I will give credit for you in the next episode. Just let me know. Um, but there's also a good chance that I invented this on my own. This is this is um, one of the side effects of not being sober all the time is sometimes you're not sure if your ideas are your own or somebody else's. So anyways, here's what we're going to do. Right now, I want you to sit back in your chair or if you're on the couch or whatever you're doing. Um, if you're listening while you're driving, you're going to have to just listen along and do this later. Um, but if you can, go ahead and do this with me. So go ahead and sit back in your chair in a comfortable position and take a deep breath in. And let it out. Go ahead and take one more deep breath in and hold it at the top. And as you exhale, close your eyes down comfortably. And I want you to begin to imagine a balloon. So just imagine a balloon, not a big balloon, just kind of like, you know, when you blow like two breaths into a balloon. It's that inflated. And I want you to begin to visualize this balloon. Think about what color is the balloon. Think about that smell, that balloon smell, that latex smell. Think about that. Think about what a balloon feels like in your hand. Begin to see that balloon in your mind's eye. And if you can't see that balloon in your mind's eye, imagine that you can. And imagine every little detail. Imagine that sound that a balloon makes when you run your fingers across it. And as vividly as you can, imagine that balloon and see that in your mind's eye right now. Now, as you envision that balloon, I want you to think about that thing that is stressing you out, whether it was that conversation that's stressing you out, that interaction with somebody that you had today, um, you know, maybe somebody wasn't so nice to you or whatever it is, that thing, you know, that thing right now that you've been thinking about for the last couple of hours, the last couple of days, that thing that has you stressed out, think about that thing, dig into it, think about all of it, right? And take a deep breath in. And as you blow that breath out, blow it out like physically you would as if you were blowing up that balloon and see that balloon expand in your mind and imagine that you are blowing all of that thought about that thing. I mean, really sit in it, really think about all the things that you've thought, all the things that you've thought in your head, all the little bitches that you have issued on this thing. Think about them all. Think about them all. And do it again. Take a deep breath in and blow those thoughts into that balloon. And if there's more, that's fine. Sit in them, really, just for a moment here. Get all of the thoughts out. This is your moment 
to decompress. You know, it's like when you see your, unfortunately, we do this to our parents a lot because they are our safe zone or our spouse. You've been holding on to that all day and finally you run into them or you maybe even your best friend. And that's why you love your best friend is because they will let you bitch. But just all of that heaviness, all of that uncomfortableness, all of it that you think about, all of the things that have been running through your head for the last few days, think about them all. And then let each thought blow into that balloon. And you're actually going to blow. You're actually going to blow into that balloon. And see that balloon in your mind's eye getting bigger. Filled up with all that stress, fear, worry, and negativity. And see that balloon. Not only does it get bigger in your mind's eye, but the color goes brighter, more vivid. The feeling becomes stronger on your fingertips. That latex smell, if you're able to smell that, becomes stronger. And the more vivid you see that balloon in your mind's eye, the more vivid you can imagine that balloon in your mind's eye, the bigger that balloon gets until all of the stress, all of the worry, all of the complaints that you have about that stressful thing are blown into that balloon. All of them. And if it takes a couple minutes, that's totally fine. But know that once you have thought about all of this and blown it all into that balloon, tie that balloon off, let it go, and watch it float up into the sky just like it was filled with helium. And watch that balloon, that bright, colorful balloon that's grown big, with your stress, your worry, your complaints and watch it drift high up into the sky. And you know, just like a balloon does when you let it go, a helium balloon floating up, up higher and higher, it begins to look smaller and smaller. And as that balloon looks smaller and smaller, take another breath in and this time not to the balloon, But just exhale and know that as that gets smaller and smaller, your stress gets smaller and smaller and drifts up and over and away until that stress becomes smaller and smaller and you can't even see your balloon anymore. All you can see is bright beautiful sky clear of stress clear of worry clear of anxiety allowing you to truly have released your stress and once you have truly released this stress it will no longer come back to you if that guy in the office that bothered you yesterday Tomorrow you'll see him with a smile. You'll say hello. Because there's no stress from yesterday. It's gone. Completely and totally. Not to bother you anymore. Allowing you to feel more fantastic. More wonderful. More beautiful. More safe. Comfortable. Loved. And stress free. Take one more deep breath in and open your eyes. How did that feel? Do you feel like you truly got the stress off your chest? I hope you did. 
I love this technique. And you can teach this technique to anyone. I know Joke taught this technique to a 10-year-old that was having some uh, some like rage issues. And she was a great kid. She just had a lot of stress in her life that had to do with her parents. And her parents were split up and lived in two different places. And she was getting ready to go back, hang out with and spend, you know, live with the other parent for the school year. And it was kind of the parent that she, she didn't like as much. And she thought she wasn't always treated fairly there. And she just had a ton of stress there, which is unfortunate for a 10-year-old to have that much stress. But I showed her, I taught her this technique, and I speak with her mom regularly, and I ask how she's doing, and she's, she says, great. You know, she'll tell me about something that was stressing her out, something that was worrying her, and she'll say, mom, this happened, and it was bothering me. And I went and took five minutes and I went and closed my eyes and filled up my balloon and let it go and I feel better. And it seems so silly. But I love the idea, being a hypnotist, I love the idea that we create real change from imaginary events. So next time that you're stressed or worried, simply close your eyes fill up your balloon, and let your stress go. Remember, it's all about stress release is so much more important than just relieving your stress with a drink or a dance or a joint or whatever. Okay, whatever your vice is. If you use the moderation, vices are okay. I'm not going to say that after this experiment, I'm never going to have any vices because I know that I am because we all have them, whether they're good or bad. But just know that you can cover up your stress or you can actually release and deal with it. If you feel you have more stress than that and you'd like to have a conversation about some other ways to release your stress, just shoot me an email. My email is in the show notes every time. That's going to be just about it for this evening. I really hope that you enjoyed that stress release exercise. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. Tomorrow is Monday and I'm so excited to wake up early on a Monday morning when I have nothing to do but hide in my office and work all day long. I've put away all my advices and like I'm super excited. Usually we hate Monday mornings, you know, I'm so excited for the grind. Because my vices are what keep me from the grind. And that's what keeps me from living my best life and being as successful as possible. So even though I didn't wasn't as productive through this weekend as I wanted to be, I'm super stoked for tomorrow morning. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to clear my chakras. I might even do a little priming, which is something we'll talk about here shortly. It's an amazing exercise. And then, man, am I going to pound out some work tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Okay, y'all, that's it. I'm going to end up there. Just remember, make every day better than yesterday. And if you fail, that's okay, because that means tomorrow is going to be easier. Live in gratitude and celebrate your victories. And we'll see you tomorrow.